This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. We're down 33% of our original season now. Uh, we're down to eight games if we get total, if we get to play them all uh, from here on out. So it, it's an awfully big penalty considering I thought at the very least those calls were one call at least was cl- very close and it's too bad for the kids that aren't are getting the opportunity to, to play taken away and are going to miss a half on top of that and we're back here on the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Robert Washett, Nate Klaus. That was head coach Scott Frost discussing the suspensions of Cam Taylor Britt and Deontay Williams as they will be out for the first half, as many of you already know, uh, for Saturday's game at Northwestern, meaning we'll see Quentin Newsom and Miles Farmer play a lot more. But, guys, let's get into the mailbag now. Uh, opening question. Do you think we will see fans in the stands for Big Ten football games and the dialogue guys kind of started again on that um, when Jeff Pedricus, who has now become like the Nicole Arbach of reporting Big Ten level scoop um, here down the stretch with what, everything going on in Wisconsin, um, said that it's uh, now a discussion point. But I don't know. I, I just feel the way the Midwest numbers are in Iowa and Nebraska and Wisconsin and a lot of these states, they're at the peaks of the pandemic. It just seems like allowing 10,000 fans in a cold weather type deal is awfully optimistic. Well, if you weren't going to do it uh, a few months ago when the numbers were half or even, you know, sometimes a third of what they were or are now, what, why, what changed now that suddenly you don't view uh, mass gatherings for sporting events as now this, you know, big terrifying thing. Uh, I mean, I, I don't get it. I guess maybe they're looking at what's happening at uh, other conferences, you know, in the big 12 and sec and just seeing, um, you know, the, the impact of having fans at those games. And maybe there's, there's evidence. It's the money. There. I mean, yeah. the money, the schools are, lo- I mean, sure that's the, a big the, part. Everyone, well. I mean, Clemson just cut track and field today. Yeah. But for a conference that has been so cautious and been so conservative in how they're attacking this season to suddenly, you know, do a heel pivot and let fans in the stands. I, I just don't see it happening. I mean, maybe a different conference, but with the big 10 specifically, I just do not foresee that type of move. I don't see that happening at all. I think the Big Ten would be the last conference to to go ahead and, and reverse reverse course on something that they were fairly adamant about since the beginning. I, it's a presidential. It's, it's not a Kevin Warren thing, though. It's a chancellor and president decision. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but but still, I I mean, I just I don't know. I mean, especially when you look at the numbers and everything right now, I just I don't see the big 10 and those chancellors and the presidents going ahead and, and changing their opinion on, on something that they were, you know, pretty steadfast on the whole time, especially Robin. And you know, NFL better than anybody here, like the Ravens in Baltimore, they're not allowing fans. Correct. I believe so. I, it changes too. So like, I want to say they don't have fans at Baltimore and I definitely know in New Jersey. Yeah. Philadelphia had like 7,500 people uh, in their game the other night. What about New Jersey? No, they have zero. So in that case, when there's teams that would not be allowed to at all, it just doesn't seem, I think the big 10 wants a level playing playing field. field. Yeah. And especially since they've kind of asserted that all along. And I'm sure that was a big stipulation and going forward with a fall season, because you know, if at that time they were allowed to, Nebraska would have been as full as possible. They would Ohio have 30,000 fans. Yeah, they would have been as full as possible. Whereas, you know, Rutgers, Maryland, you know, probably wouldn't have been able to have anybody. So, yeah, I mean, that's another aspect to this. If you want to have a, uh, you know, a, a blanket uh, level of, you know, competitiveness as far as 5, home field advantage. Or... Yeah, I mean, it's got to be extremely limited uh, amount of fans or none at all. And it sounds like basketball is going to be the same way, Robin. Um, like they informed Husker season basketball ticket holders they can – 
there's no season ticket package this year. So you can either donate your money to the day by day fund or keep the priority points or get a refund or kick it over to the next year and then check mark if you're interested in going to games and it sounds like there's only going to be about maybe 3,000 fans at basketball games yeah and i can't imagine anybody's going to be right by the court either it's going to be up in that second tier third tier so you know it's going to be different but uh I guess it's better than better than nothing. I mean, at least you get to go to the game. You might have the best seat where you sit. The yeah, press, maybe the we're, we're basically the the same as the two hundred level. You're the top the, of the, the top of the one hundred in the basically. corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, wouldn't be that bad. That could be worse, but <laughs> it could yeah, be I mean, a lot worse. Yeah, I, I think um, you know I, whoever gets to go. I mean, I think um, you know some fans is better than no fans. I, but uh, yeah, that's I, I just want to see the rest of the schedule. Yeah, or a schedule, or a, about, yeah, yeah, or yeah, a schedule for that matter. I mean, they've confirmed you know, one game so far. Yeah, yeah. Let's, uh, yeah. Before we get to how many fans they're allowing in, let's uh, let's see who they're going to be playing. Yeah. What do you think? And and let's ask that question, to you, Robin. What do you think the sticking point is right now on why they can't get a basketball schedule ironed out? I mean, honestly, I think it has to do with uh, going through all these different scenarios of different bubble situations and you know a lot of it with these mte multi-team events that you know schools are trying to put on is the the different testing standards from teams from other conferences i know that's been a big hold up uh and so you know there's been conversations about whether they should have a non-conference slate at all and if they don't do you increase the number of conference games that you have? I know there's been talk from going from 20 to 24 Big Ten games. Uh, if they do remove uh, a portion, if not all, of the non-conference slate. So, I mean, the fact that these conversations seem to still be happening and we're now three weeks away from the scheduled start of the season on November 25th, uh, it shows just kind of what a mess this whole deal is. But uh, I do know that there's still some optimism that there will be a non-conference schedule. Uh, it's just a matter of how many games they're allowed to play. When do you think the black shirts will be handed out? And guys, they could be handed out right now. We, we just don't even know. I mean, <laughs> no. I, I, I mean, there's a pretty tight lid on what's going on in there. And I, I do know this. Players, there's a rule that they're not even allowed to take pictures typically you know, of in-house things like that. You know, what happens in there stays in there. Um, But I don't think they're out. I mean, I think they're kind of waiting for the right moment. I I don't know when, um, but to our knowledge, the the black shirts aren't out there yet. Yeah, I... I mean, the thing is, like, if you wait for a good performance in a season where you're you're, you're not even guaranteed a, sa- a game on Saturday, like, that's risky. So I would assume that as long as they play relatively well against Northwestern, you'll see them come out shortly after. Yeah, I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they're just waiting for a win. You know, let's let's get a win, and you know, if they beat Northwestern this weekend, I I'd be surprised if they didn't come out. But um, as of right now, I I would be shocked if they had been handed out and we didn't know about it. I, I think that the universities, um, you know, what social media or, or get the snap the, of the, it. The, yeah. The content creators, uh, that, uh, that are all, you know, working always to, to put out these little videos and, and snippets of, of what's happening with the football program. I think, I think there would have been something put out on, you know, some guys receiving black shirts right now. Call me crazy, but I thought Mark Banker, when he was here, actually probably handled it as well as anybody. He's just like, you know what? I called Charlie, asked him, how'd you guys give these out? He goes, we gave them out on the first week of the first game to the starting defense. And I gave them out of the first week of the first game to the starting defense. And I'm not going to make the, I mean, I think you really, as we've learned, you really are going down a tough road if you're waiting for the moment 
to give the black shirts out. <laughs> yeah, well, that really picked up under Bo. But you know, there was even weird stuff going on. You know, with before that with, with Callahan or whatever. When when the Zach Bowman like came in and like handed his black shirt in, we don't deserve these type. Josh Mandaris handed his in under yeah. Riley too. Yeah. So I mean, like I think it really started going when. You know, Bo started taking him away and then giving him back or waiting until like you know a third of the way through the season to give him out. Like that sort of stuff, like kind of just threw off what the tradition was supposed to be. Nebraska's starting defense is supposed to be the black shirts. And then, you know, it turned from when are you giving them out? When are you pulling them? And then how many, 15, 16 guys with black shirts? So it's kind of devolved into uh, a shell of what it used to be, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, to me, keep it simple, and you know, you earn your black shirt in the in the off season, and and you know, in your work to become a starter. And if you're a starter, you are a black shirt. And if you lose your starting position, then you get black shirt take, taken away. So I mean, I think it's I think you can overthink it quite a bit. And finally, guys, here as we wrap things up. What, again, is the eligibility to qualify for a bowl game? There's a lot of bowl projections right now that don't even have Nebraska in a bowl. That kind of grinds my gears a little bit because I feel like Nebraska is one of the nine best teams in the Big Ten right now. I don't think they're below that. I think they just need to prove it. But it's my understanding, you know, we know that there's no record requirement, but I would assume there's going to be a slotting process within the Big Ten based on the final results. And I don't know if there'll be a committee, but – I think there'll be a fairly good slotting system where the top nine or ten teams get the ten bowl spots. Yeah, I've, that's one of the concerning aspects of it. I mean, obviously, you assume Nebraska if, if there's no if there's requirements. A tie, if there's a tie, though, Nebraska's going to get the bottom of the exactly. Tie. That's what that's what I mean. So if it is up to the conference, they're, you're going to be a little bit leery of it. And then the other issue is that it seems like these bowl games are getting chopped off quite a bit recently they're already down to 37 the games. Detroit Bulls out so yeah. the Big Ten's down one right now okay and so I think there was like 43 or something like that or Bulls originally and then now they're down to 37 so you know hopefully there's going to be just enough games for Nebraska to get in but uh you know it sounds like uh as long as Nebraska does what it should do they'll be okay and they'll go to a bowl game yeah I, I, that's how I feel that's I'm not I'm not worried about you know what the what the record needs to be or you know anything like that. I, I just feel like if if Nebraska or any team for that matter goes out and takes care of business, that it'll work out in their favor. Um, you know, and, and you'll you'll find yourself in a bowl game. If Nebraska's two and six, they're probably not going to a bowl. If they're three or four wins, they're in a bowl. I mean, anything. I mean, if they're four, they're in for sure. And I think three, you're fairly decent chances of being in a bowl right yeah, now. And especially if the bowls have any say in it whatsoever, they're going to be like, okay, yeah, give me Nebraska in my, you know, random bowl that normally gets, you know, a bunch of bottom feeders because there's going to be a ton of viewers. And if there are fans are allowed, there's going to be a they ton of a fans going. Exactly. Yeah. All right, when we come back, we'll close the show with recruiting talk. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show.